Let's go back to the start. Yeah, we okay. We met in 2012. 20. Yes. I think it was about, was it about six weeks before my wedding? Because I was like trying was. to like... Yeah. Smash yeah. out some Smash extra out training. Some extra kilos. <laughs> what class did you first... Did you come to the women's only classes? I did. So I did a one-on-one PT come and try a thing with you to okay, try there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. in your backyard yeah. and then yeah I came to it took me a few weeks because I was like I'm not fit enough for CrossFit I can't do it I can't do it and I my personal trainer at the time I told her about you and she started coming to classes and she's like no it's great just just come just come just come and then you advertise the women's only classes and I was like wicked I'll go there that's cool. Uh, that's so long ago. <laughs> so much has happened in that time. I think my first workout was Nancy. Is that the overhead squats running and the running? One. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a skipping rope overhead squats. There you go. That I get my clients to do that though. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> uh, can you, th- man, that's, that is so long ago. Well, it's 10 years. Like almost Over. to the, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, almost to the day probably. Wow, far out. Because I, I got married in the December, so it was probably, it was, it was still cold when I started coming, so. Damn. Fitness has changed a lot in that time. It has. Um, I feel like CrossFit has changed a lot in that time. Well, well, CrossFit almost came and went in that time. Yeah, yeah. Do you still keep up with it much? Uh, not really. Yeah. No. Well, do you care about it at all? Not really. No. Um, I think I made mention to you the other day that I still follow some of those stars. Yeah. Um, I'd say stars. You know. Yeah. We all, we all we all know who they yeah. are if they if you follow CrossFit. Um, and I get a bit disappointed seeing seeing them now just promoting stuff that, you know, is not any good, but it's going to make them quick cash. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't... F- uh, so, the semi-finals are on right now, which yeah. is like the old regionals. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like... I feel so torn. I feel like because I spent so much of my life dedicated to that part of... Um, just being obsessed with that. And yep. and I still do re- really watch it just to see some mm. of those old stars. But, you know, like a lot of them, there's like, you know, such a different generation coming through now who are so much like fitter and younger. And yeah. And it's just like, I'm just like, and also sometimes like when I'm watching like CrossFit events, I, re- I have this realisation that I didn't used to where I'm like, I'm just watching people exercise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that realisation. <laughs> this, re- this is not a real sport. I have and the, I have the why yeah like why why are you doing that like yeah. <laughs> and now i have the realization of like no one would watch this if you're not really into it exactly like, and and you know there there is a way to make it like more consumable to the general public like and there was there was definitely a little sweet spot there where they they made it so sexy mm. and cool and just like and they just lost, like, whatever that ha- wherever that went, it just got lost and it just never came it's back. It's funny because I was having this conversation with my husband who is in marketing and he does a bit of videography in his current job and stuff. And we were watching the documentaries they brought out, you know, like the mm-hmm. fittest, was it the fittest yeah, one of them? Fittest on Earth. The stuff, fittest yeah. on Earth. They, they brought out two or three. And he said they made such a good job at making CrossFit, like, just exercising sexy by just showing them like he, he like you were engaged my husband hates crossfit and hates the crossfit games but he loves those documentaries because it like it's so engaging watching people like yeah, yeah stretch they, they, they <laughs> were doing they did an amazing job of like making you want to watch someone do deadlifts and handstand push-ups yeah. like and you you walk away and you're like oh, fuck i need to do deadlifts and handstand yeah. push-ups like right now <laughs> <laughs> what i do like about it these days is those female crossfit stars that i sort of aspired like looked up to are now having babies and I'm watching them 
because that's my that's my thing, guys. Um, they're having babies, and they're it's how they're progressing back to how they were, you know. Like, and they they are promoting a lot of them are promoting the good things of going to see a physio and doing all that sort of stuff. And I think it's pretty it's pretty cool watching a mum just dominate a CrossFit workout. But yeah, aside from that, I'm kind of done. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, so today on the show we have Emma. Emma is Hi. Emma is a. How would you introduce yourself, Emma? You have lots of titles. I have lots of titles. There was a few titles that went away, and now they're back again. Um, I'm a mum to two boys. I've got a seven-month-old and a six-year-old. Um, I've already spoken about my husband. I'm a wife. Um, I'm the owner of Nourish and Flourish Fitness. So we are a women's um, focused gym, um, primarily dealing with pre and postnatal women. Um, basically, as soon as someone's had a baby, they're always postnatal, you know, Very regardless. Um, so we have a lot of people that have had babies, you know, within six weeks or we've had them, that, you know, maybe 16 years. We've got some, some women that are sort of heading towards the menopause side of things as well. Um, so, yeah. And also a nurse? Oh, and a nurse. Yeah, I'm yeah. a paediatric nurse and I'm just about to go back to that as well. Well, okay. I went back last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You I forgot you about that you one. You do, you do a lot, Emma. I do. Uh, um, Too so much. So... I know you're really passionate about women's health, mm. um, so maybe let's uh, maybe let's try and educate the, pu- the public on, uh, like, you know, how does how is women's health different than men's health as far yeah, as like, tra- sure. training and fitness? I guess for a long time, and in fitness, it's sort of been, um, and a lot of the studies are like, have really been male focused, um, and then now things are starting to open up a little bit, and there's a lot more um, educational facilities out there just about women's fitness. Um, how it's different, particularly after someone's had a baby, is we've got to think more about their pelvic floor um, and their core as well. So um, something that um, a lot of people worry about, and I know when I first had my, my first, I was like, oh, my God, I don't want my abdominals to separate. I don't want them to separate. And freaking out about it. Actually, 99.9% of women's <laughs> abdominals separate while they're having a baby. They have to. I mean, the baby's growing. And it's really how they come back together that makes all the difference. So you might, and not one person is never the, like, is the same as the other. Like you might have somebody who's six weeks postnatal that it's like no separation whatsoever. You might have someone who's six years postnatal that's got like 10 centimetres separated. It really, you can't predict it. And they're different between pregnancies as well. Um, so I take a lot of consideration into that as well. Um, something that's newer and I'm sort of still learning about it, but I'm not sure. I do mostly group fitness. I don't do really any PT. Um, is working with your cycle. So there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of this. It's quite a new in thing to do. And I do agree that it's it's got its benefits. It's just really hard to sort of implement on a group fitness situation. Um, so, you know, like training really hard around ovulation, you know, trying to do your PBs and stuff around there um, because your hormones are at their, like the best they could be at that point and then from there you kind of go down for the next sort of three weeks until you hit your period and then you really can't be bothered so it's really working with that rather than working against it yeah look i think i think that's a good place to kind of like start having a bit of a discussion i think that is such a i think that's like a really basic thing that look most trainers are going to probably deal with women Mm. like no matter no matter where you're at like it's a bigger part of the the market in fitness yeah uh, I think that's like basic knowledge that I think a lot of trainers like need to have an understanding of, right? Like, especially if you are a male trainer, right, where you don't go through a period. Yeah. Uh, like, just understanding, like, hey, like there is going to be like this period of the month for women where, like, you know, they're going to have very different, um, 
you know, uh, emotions and feelings and just physicality about mm. like how they feel, like physically feel throughout the day, how they're going to feel about food, uh, how their energy levels are going to go. And, you know, like just, you know, putting people on plans or having expect or setting expectations for them that are going to be really unrealistic yeah. at these specific times is like, they're setting that person up for failure or sending them up to maybe meet expectations that are very unrealistic. Exactly. I think it's it's definitely every trainer needs to know about it, whether you program. I think if you've got a one-on-one situation, certainly work with a person with their cycle. I think when you've got a group, it's almost impossible, really, because you're going to have to have four different work <laughs> workouts up on the board for people to choose from. And, and that can be as simple as, like, you know, just uh, just having that, um you know, building that connection with the person, yeah. just having the understanding of, like, you know, if it's a certain time of the month, like, uh, you know, you might not tell that person to go for a one rep max if that's what they were doing in there, or maybe not, you know, to do like a max yeah. effort. Uh, I think the benefit of my gym at the moment, because they're all mums, is like, you kind of lose your, <laughs> your dignity a little bit becoming a mother, like, you know, the process of giving birth and whatever. You've got no filter. Like, I walk in and people go like, I feel like, you know, death today because I've got my period. Like, and that just happens. Like, that's a daily thing. I, it, you know, like, everyone's comfortable enough to tell me that. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah. What does that mean when you say something like you lose your dignity? Oh, look, you know, you're giving birth with like 10 doctors looking, <laughs> like, you know okay, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, you're breastfeeding with people trying to educate you on how to breastfeed. It's, is and that it's like a just super vulnerable feeling? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, like your hormones are all out of whack and, and you'll go from being what, really what happy okay, to like... What, what does that mean exactly? Because I think as guys, we hear that. Yeah. But, but what is that? Um, so particularly straight after giving birth, I think for me, I just, you feel like you're in a bit of a bubble. Do you know what I mean? Like you just don't really know what just happened. Like, um, both of my births have been far from sort of, um, calm. <laughs> both of them have been a bit, a bit dramatic. Um, and so you sort of come out going, what the hell just happened? Like my last one was a, um, emergency cesarean, um, and it was just like they were – I was an inpatient in the hospital and we sort of talked before about what went on. But um, And they just wanted to check his heart rate and while they were checking his heart rate, it dropped. And from there, it was all bells and whistles. Like, you know, I wasn't supposed to have a baby for another five and a half weeks and, like, I'm hearing, you know, code blue, room 19, you know, people running in, <laughs> like, like hands going up there and all sorts of stuff. Like. Oh, wow. It, yeah, it's pretty intense and I'm like sort of, you know, like yelling at the time. My husband wasn't at the hospital, but he was on his way. He got there in time. Um, but yeah, like, you know, all of a sudden I wasn't pregnant and w he had a few health issues. So they took him straight off to the NICU when he was born. So I all of a sudden had a from went from feeling this baby moving around to all of a sudden he was gone and I had no baby. And it's just a bit of a surreal feeling. Does that feel really, do you go, this is going to sound... I've always wanted to ask these yeah, questions to mums, and just I just ask, never have. Just ask. I'm uh, an open does, book. Just does ask. Does that feel like? Does that feel like being really full to them feeling really empty? I know that sounds really stupid. Um. Yeah, I guess so to an extent. Yeah, you. Yeah, it's really it's a it's a weird one. I can't. I don't know if I can answer that one. Like, not that I'm afraid. I'm afraid okay, to or when, anything. When, but like when, when you have a baby inside you, and I guess you're probably. Uh, maybe towards the later half, would you, you yeah. probably have that full acknowledgement of like there's there's life in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Does that feel like... Do you feel like there's a person, like, in you? Do you feel like there's, like, companionship? Like, do you not feel alone? <laughs> and then do you just go back to being, like, just, like, one human now travelling through space? Like... Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's a weird feeling. Um, I think that's... I could probably say from my last experience, yes, because he wasn't with me. You know, like, I went from having a baby with me 
for the last nine months, all of a sudden he was in NICU. Um, and that was the first two weeks of his life. He was in NICU, so I just kind of... Yeah, I guess I had that feeling more so when uh, with my second, but with my first, he was in the room with me. You know, like, he came home with me the next day. So it's kind of hard. It, it, it is a weird feeling to go, this was inside me before. You know, like... Yeah. I grew this. Like, it is a weird feeling. It yeah. is a really odd feeling. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so... You decided to start a business a few years ago? Yeah, so... Um, H- how many years in business now? S- it'll be six this year. Six, wow. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I still remember, like, when you came into this room to tell me that you were opening up a gym, and it feels like it was that long ago. Yeah, no, it's... Um, so, the... Um, I started with a mums and bubs baby-wearing class. I won't name it, just in case they have wind about it. Um, and... I sort of grew from there. So I started with two classes a week and quickly grew to being four classes a week. So it was me and my my firstborn. Um, and then before the end of that first year, I started boxing classes um, and boot camp classes. And then at the end of that year, there was a opportunity to buy an already established business with mums. So I bought that and merged it into mine because I didn't like the name of it. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, and I will not mention the name of that because I will get a, an email. <laughs> wow, I for- completely <laughs> forgot about this chapter. Yeah, and then so we did outdoor group fitness for uh, a couple of years and then there was a studio that came up available. So I was working for you a couple of nights a week and I was doing my other stu- my own yeah. stuff during the week. Um, yeah, and then there was a, a studio space that came available That's and right. we moved in there. Yeah, and then we were there for two years and we decided to move to a warehouse. Wow. Um, were you happy with the move to the warehouse? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot more overheads than you think it's going to be. Like, That's even if you have an established, <laughs> even if you have an established business, but yeah. like, you know, just like the painting and the flooring and just, you know, like extra things you got to get. Like, this is, I should have had this realization with one gym, but like <laughs> more, we have this, uh, we have this idea as humans that like more is better. Yeah. And like more is not always better. No. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I actually I miss my small studio space now. I like miss, I miss, you know what I miss? I miss the old gym. <laughs> like I, I didn't realize, you don't realize what you have till it's gone sometimes. Like, yeah. like you just keep thinking you want like I went to a, close a business close to there the other day and I was like, oh, I miss that little yeah, gym. Yeah, I loved it. Like <laughs> some of my fondest memories, I think are probably Yeah, my, my biggest CrossFit memories um, of the old CrossFit down under it, yeah. definitely in oh, that and just like that space. You know what I love about that space particularly? And it's probably what you m- might feel exactly about, like, your, your first small studio. It's like people went there just for the right reason. Yeah. Like, they didn't go there because it, like, looked like anything or yeah. it's, like, how you, it's how they felt, like, being yeah. there. And, like, I love that idea of things. Because, I don't know, like, as you get older, right, like, you know your 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 circle changes and how many people yeah. you have in your life and you maybe you become a lot more selective about like who is in your life and who isn't and you s- you realize that at the end of the day the main thing that matters is like how people make you feel yeah and you look back at some of those things and it's like that that's that was done for the right reason it wasn't you know and it's I think it's something that you and I both hate mm. about like a lot of the fitness industry it's just become like a lot of like glamour and like oh, lights and whistles and. Uh, like a lot of people fall for things just because they look shiny and bright. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like I think we uh, we've talked about before about social media, but social media has a lot to answer for when it comes to that side of things. And like, even me, I follow somebody on Instagram because um, her reels are quite funny; they make me laugh. 
But then she posts her, and I don't think she's a qualified PT, but she posts her workouts because they all do. They all love it. Um, and I just, you're doing the same exercise over and over again, just as a different variation. But that was her leg day or whatever. And I was like, yeah, there's just no rhyme or reason to that workout. But yet she would be getting clients because she's got like, you know, 100,000 followers oh, hun- or you whatever, know. you know, like she's probably got more than that knowing actually knowing yeah. who it was. But yeah. Uh, you know, the stuff that's frustrating about like, especially some influencers like on online is one, a lot of them post workouts that they're not doing themselves to look how they look. And mm-hmm. they do these bullshit exercises <laughs> where they jump around Absolutely. just for the, just for shits and giggles. Yeah. And then suckers will watch them not knowing any better mm. and be like, Oh, that's what I have to do to look that way. Yeah. Then the other part that really annoys me, right? Is like most people in the fitness industry, not all, but, like, especially, like, if you're looking up to, like, some of these young influencers, like, there is, like, a bit more than, like, gym and protein shakes oh, happening. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, like, and, and I don't just mean, like, steroids like and, and, like, that sort of stuff. I mean, like, that, you know, body transformation, like, you know, d- surgeries, like, uh, Botox, like, v- video, like, editing things, like. Yeah. And you're being sold this thing that's, like, you're not going to get that just by, like, doing the thing that they're saying that you are you have to this do. This is kind of, I guess, where um, Diren and James Smith kind of had a go at the Geordie Shaw girls. And I agree with them. Like, they've got all these millions of followers and realistically, a lot of them, apart from Holly, she's really changed, changed how she is. But a lot of them, it's just surgery, like um, starving themselves, like, and all, you know, good filters. And then when you actually see them, they're not looking the way they look in those oh, photos. You know 100%, what I mean? Yeah. And it is, I think it's scary for y- the younger generation that don't really get that either. No. And like, uh, for, like for young guys, right? Like you're probably looking at like dudes who've been on the juice for like oh, yeah. several years, right? Like and they claim they're natural and you're yeah. like, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's you may be natural now. Yeah. Maybe not a year or ago. Or even like, um, yeah. Or even like all the fat loss stuff that, you know, all the illegal fat loss stuff people take, right? Like, there is so much shit that just we pretend that like doesn't exist in the fitness industry, and yeah. it's just like, you know, like it's like, look, a lot of your favorite people like are on Clen or on some of these yeah. other like drugs, and and then they pretend, uh, then then they push like supplements that they're like probably not even taking. Yeah, I know. Just because they yeah, use my discount code, you yeah. mean affiliate code, so you get the money. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's. I feel like sometimes it's a soul destroying industry because you're like, I've got something that I can really help people with, and then you know, there's all this other bullshit. And I think this is something that I think... Sorry, if I s- sorry, I swore. <laughs> no, 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 that's right away. I'm holding my tongue a lot. <laughs> no, 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 that's right away. Um, this is something that I think I've always found really frustrating about the industry, and it's, it's something that I want everyone to hear, right? Like, no matter where you're at right now, like, you just need to be one step in a better place. And, mm. that, and that you might think that that one step in a better place isn't good enough. Like, that's the journey. It's like, if right now you... Or like if if you right now you're a size 36 if you're a guy you need to just focus on like can you get to a size 35 on your pants right yeah if you're, if you're a woman if you're a size 18 can you get to a size 16 and trust me like your life will change just for that one thing right mm. and if you do that for the right reasons in the right way like in a sustainable manner like it doesn't sound sexy but like just that one change everything will change like your clothes will change how you feel will change like how it hard it is to get up in the morning like it all your workouts will feel easier yeah. and it's like. So many people get so focused because they get sold this idea of like, you need to completely transform yourself in six weeks. And it's like, that doesn't happen, right? Even if it does happen, it happens to somebody who like 
has some sort of like weird psychological disorder where they have an erection and it just wasn't woken up till yeah. they decided to sign up to a challenge. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I, that's why I hate the gym challenges. I hate them. Like people that advertise, oh, they lost 10 kilos in our like eight-week gym challenge or whatever. And you're like, yeah, but can they sustain it? And that, that is – it's often it's just the simplest change that can make a massive difference lifestyle-wise. You know, like pick the Diet Coke over the, the full-strength Coke. Or 100%. Like you know, I, one of the things I say to the girls, that my girls, is like, you know, when you're at night time, if you're craving something sweet, like, have a diet jelly in the fridge. Like, it's like legit four calories versus going off and getting yourself ice cream or whatever. That would make all the difference. And the thing is, like, you're, you're changing the thing, the thing that's so good about what you just said there, right? It's like, you need, habits need to be replaced. Like, yep. they don't go, you don't go from having a habit to not having it. Like, that doesn't occur. That happens for a few days and then you get revert back. Yeah. It's like you are still going to have the habit of like I have this cue, this craving of I get hungry for something sweet at this time. You need to just move the needle yeah. a little bit. Like still grab the jelly, right? If that's what you're grabbing, make a diet. And then all of a sudden, you know what? Yeah, you're still doing the same habit, but now it just happens to be healthier for you. Yeah, exactly. Or you can grab like if you've got a chocolate craving, go get the sugar-free hot chocolate. Like have yourself a sugar-free hot chocolate. Yeah. Like it, yeah, there's a, it's, yeah, it doesn't have to be rocket science. Like, and you know, like this is where I, this is just going to be a rant about the fitness industry. Just rant because I, like, but like, I will probably join in. Uh, it's like stuff like a spider man, right? Yeah. So that like <laughs> got like a huge bad rap a few years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. And then like it's like all these things, right? Like if you actually go and read the studies, it's like, it's fine. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's so, and it's like I have so many friends who are like qualified dietitians, nutritionists, right? I've all, I've asked them all this. Like I'm like. <laughs> Like, is this true? Is it they're like, no, there was like one study that said it wasn't true. There's like a hundred that says like, it's, it's fine. fine. Like, and that applies to so much, so much of the things that even just s foods that just all of a sudden like, like I love getting like my clients to like realize like, what's the best option for bread? Like, and just, and then they end up realizing like, you know what? That white sliced bread isn't that bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, or like the white rice isn't that bad or like, and it's just all these realizations of like, sometimes people they get sold these ideas of like, I love the example of like the breakfast, right? Like people love having like their granola smoothie breakfast. It's terrible for you. And it's you. like, that's like a thousand calories. Yeah. Like especially the way you're eating it. Just have the cocoa pops. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> or it's like, have your, have your, have your egg, have your egg sack and with, with like a rash bacon and it's yeah. going to be half the calories yeah. and you're and like More healthy. protein, half the calories. Yeah. Like then your healthy smoothie. Yeah. One of the biggest um, examples of what we're talking about here actually happened to me while I was at the old gym that we were just talking yeah. about. Um, one of our, um, like one of your old clients, she, <laughs> she said to me one day, oh, look, we, were, we just keep eating like magnums at night time. I was like, I can't seem to lose this weight. And she lived across the road from a servo. And I was like, why don't you just go get one of the packets of skinny cows from Coles? Like this was 10 years ago. I don't even know if skinny cows were a thing anymore. And she looked at me and she went, yeah, but it's got all the chemicals in it. I'm like, are, are you serious right now? Like, really? She's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it doesn't have that many chemicals in it. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I shouldn't be, I just shouldn't be having the ice cream at night. And I'm like, yeah, but just go get the like, healthier version. It's going to help you get through. Like, that's how what me and my husband used to do. Um, and, yeah, she was just kind of gobsmacked that I'd even really suggest that because, well, hang on, it's not paleo. It was like, neither's the magnum. Like, Yeah, oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Um, like, I, I remember this happening years ago when I finally realised, like, uh, I mean, when I first got into nutrition, I got, like, really sucked into, like, things being organic and, mm. and raw if possible and all that sort of stuff. And, like, a few years went by and I had, um, 
you know, like owning a gym, you have so many different kinds of people that like come in. You have different yeah. professions, right? And I had somebody who's like in charge of like food classification for the government. And then he was like explaining to me, he's like, you realize like what it means like when something's like been genetically modified or whatever, like whenever it has that classification, right? And I'm like, like I'm like, and I gave him this whole thing of yeah. like what I thought it meant. He's like, you know, like literally like any change that like gets done to like how you grow a thing now changes the category of it. So like that thing could just have a bit of shelter and now it's like not yeah. or like 100% okay. And it's like this real... You, we have these ideas of how we, because we think like this apple has been constructed in a lab by scientists. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's not a real thing. Yeah. And then you realize like, no, they just worked out that like they probably just needed to like have a little bit of fer fertilizer to the floor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just the tiniest thing changed. And look, sometimes everybody's saying, oh, genetically modified food is bad. It's bad. But you know, sometimes it's modified in a good way. Like, you know, like it, it, it can be done in a good way. It doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Um, and like the the fluoride in the water and people carry on about it. It's like, yeah, you've got you got white teeth without any cavities. Why do you think that is? Like we've mm -hmm. got fluoride in our water. You know, like there's yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things like that that just get demonized on online and I think yeah, people just jump on the bandwagon. A hundred percent. And I think I think a lot of people just don't stop and have the moment to just realise that like uh, causation doesn't always equal effect. Mm. Like that you need to like you need to figure out like what exactly is it about all these different elements that maybe does lead to this thing that's occurring, right? Yeah. Like, people love to just be like, oh, I made this one... You know, like, we were talking before, right? Like, I've been on this little weight loss journey recently, and I keep telling people, like, I've just started <laughs> eating better. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I post, like, maybe I post a lot about my training, and I had a friend, like, today who was like, oh, like, it's probably because, like, you've been going on for runs, hey, and I'm like, no, nah, like, I've just been eating better. <laughs> Like, I'm probably training way less than I used to. And he's like, I feel oh. like you got a reel coming here. I like know, <laughs> but, but like, those runs really got to be helping. And I'm like, nah, like, I really just was eating <coughs> like an arsehole. And like, people just want to hear what they want to hear sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I do, yeah. And I think that the nutrition's the hard bit. Like, 100%. That is something that gets thrown around on social media. And I agree. The nutrition is the hard bit. Uh, let's talk about like nutrition specifically, I guess, for like uh, new mums. New right? mums, yeah. yeah. So, what are what are just like some really basic things that uh, they shouldn't do that you probably see? Yeah. Um, especially maybe like in the fitness industry where maybe somebody's coming into it with like some weird healthy on like. Yeah, I guess something that everyone, regardless whether they're breastfeeding or bottle feeding, you know, in the first few months, they got to remember that they're healing, like. You gotta, you gotta have a like a decent whack of calories to heal, just in general. Um, you know, like oh, maybe not a decent whack, but you know, you've got to eat well, and you've got to rest. You know, then that and that's that is definitely something that's huge. Um, yeah, like you know, if you've had a cesarean, like you've got a you've got a wound that you have to you have to you know fix it. And if you've had a natural birth, you've got a wound there as well, so you can't do too much. Um, if you're breastfeeding, I think it's up to about four or five hundred calories extra a day you've got to eat. And like if you're restricting your calories too early, then that affects your milk supply. Um, and what can happen there is if your milk supply starts to go down, your baby's going to get pretty pissed off and then that's going to add stress, which is also going to reduce your milk supply. So don't jump into it too quickly. Like give yourself the time to heal. Give and I like, I know, I know, like it's easy to say that, you know, like you look in the mirror, you don't like what you see, but give yourself the time to heal before you start restricting calories and being really restrictive with yourself. Um, 
I think we, we just have had a chat um, before and I said like a lot of the time, you know, you, calories in, calories out, yep, that's all great. However, really the Australian Guide to Healthy Eating, if somebody was to follow that rather than eating the other bullshit, they just followed that, they would probably lose weight because there's a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruit, a lot of lean meat. Like it's a very well-balanced diet. 100%. And this is like... <coughs> This is my biggest gripe, like, especially as I've gotten more passionate about nutrition, like, the average person eats like shit, and, mm -hmm. like, just following what you just said is probably, like, a hundred times better than where they're currently at. Yeah, absolutely. And yep. people need to stop making this unrealistic expectation that you're going to go from eating like an asshole to eating, like, the perfect diet. Like, mm. just realise, like, just make, just make the small changes, like, you mm. know what I mean? Like, they yeah. don't have to be these huge things. And, like, when I have put people onto the Australian Guide to Healthy Eating Diet, like, we've had challenges before where I'm like, this is not a weight loss challenge. This is you feeling better. But, you know, if you do eat the way you, we've given you, you may lose weight. Like, it, that's the case. And, um, like, a lot of them come back and say, oh, my God, it's so much food. It's like, yeah, but it's no shit in there. Like, yeah, you're eating your, your rice and your pasta and everything. But it's, like, stuff that's good for you. You know, like... And they lose weight and they're quite shocked, really. And people don't people don't realise how much more your body can do when you give it, like, proper nutrition. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, eating two magnums, which would be, like, a thousand calories, your body's going to do very different with that than it's going to do with, like, a good, decent bowl of pasta, like, yeah. good, decent, you know, serve of rice and, like, meat and veggies. Like, it can do a lot more when you're giving it more nutrients, right? Like, we live in this world where, like, people only focus on their... Um, on their macros and forget that there's like your micronutrients which like your body needs to Absolutely. like produce shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, my biggest like I guess aha moment with nutrition for me is when so I, I had a bit of an injury um, well I was doing CrossFit for a long quite a few years and I have like a long term sort of injury that I went oh, I could either get surgery on this or I could just change the direction of my fitness. So I decided to become a power lifter um, and I um, was doing it for a couple of weeks and my coach um, he's he's not afraid to say what he you know what he feels, and he said to me one day he goes Emma what did you eat today? And I sat down and I was like oh well I had you know my porridge for breakfast and then I had my eggs for lunch, um, and he's like what was in the eggs? I was like oh there was a bit of ham and some spinach and and he's like yeah and I was like and then I had like my protein bar for afternoon tea and now I'm here and he's like. What else? I was like, that's it. Like, uh, you know, like that's that's what I had. And he's, he's like, you need, you need calories like to to lift this kind of weight. Like, and if I sat down and worked it out, like I was wor I was moving quite a few ton in one session with him. You know, through squats or deadlifts or whatever. He's like, you need the calories to be able to lift that. You're never going to be able to lift that for that amount of time, long like long term, without calories. And he was right. Like, and then I I employed a, a dietitian who helps out powerlifters and bodybuilders and stuff. And, I mean, the amount of food that he prescribed for me was insane. But I got through it and I was lifting a hell of a lot better. And I was seeing a lot more results. Yeah, 100%. I think, um, I think a good analogy for that is, like, it's like you're trying to – you live in Adelaide and you're trying to drive to Melbourne. Yeah. Like, you need to fill your tank a couple of times. Absolutely, like yeah. Like, you can push that as far as you want, but, like, you're never going to get to the end of the journey unless you – Fill up what you need to. Yeah, and I guess um, so, so. Then I'm in. I was in the under sixty calo sixty kilo category, um, and when I if I return, that's kind of where I aim to be again. But um, I think I was sitting at about sixty one kilos at that point. And when the dietitian came back to me, he was like, "All right, you need porridge, 
um, blueberries with a protein, which wasn't that different to what I was having anyway with a, a scoop of protein in it. And then for morning tea, it was rice, chicken and vegetables. And then for lunch, it was rice, chicken and vegetables. And then for afternoon tea, it was like a peanut butter sandwich with a banana and a protein shake. And then for dinner, it was like rice, steak and vegetables. And like it just, there was just so much of it. Like I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to be sick. Um, but it just goes to show how much I actually needed. And oh, 100%. Yeah. And I think another thing that people don't understand like with nutrition is people don't understand that like your body needs like an X amount of calories. Like and once you actually give your body that amount of calories, like and you, you actually just make it happy, like that's your maintenance. Yeah. And like if you're always under a certain amount, like you don't, you're not this magical wizard human who like can just yeah. have self-discipline beyond you're gonna binge eat you're gonna find those calories yeah. at some stage in your week do you know what I mean like yeah. like you're especially especially if, if you're overweight and you're trying to lose weight like stop lying like you're fucking yeah. ordering a pizza at 2am at some stage like or you're snacking all the snacks at the yeah. server like you're finding those calories right because like it's just part of being human yeah your body is going to find a way to be like bitch we're eating the yeah. shit we need because we need to get that in but if you actually just give yourself enough, it becomes way easier to have self-control in those moments. Because mm. those moments just don't come up they as much. They don't come up as much. Because you are actually like, you know what? I'm, I'm full enough. Yeah. yeah. I had one client. Oh, she was. This is like the epic of all like uh, nutritional assessments with this client. And I said to her, it was the first time I met her and, and I like sat her down. We were talking about what we'd be doing one-on-one. -on -one, and I said, so what is it? Like she was very thin. Um, and I said to her, what is it you're eating? every day because she was like I want to lose weight it's my daughter's wedding coming up or whatever and I said okay what is it you're eating and she said oh I, well I don't eat breakfast I was like okay so and she goes then I don't eat until I get to work and then I have a latte I'm like okay cool uh anything with the latte no no just a latte and I was like okay and what do you do for lunch and she's like oh I have a muesli bar anything else no are you sure no nothing what about afternoon tea? Uh, if I'm hungry, I'll have another muesli bar. Okay. What happens when you get home? And she was having like chicken salad for dinner. but And she goes, but the thing is, I can't stop eating chips. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, I come home and I open up the crisps. like, And all I do, I'll just eat a whole bag of potato chips. And I was like, why do you think that is? She's like, I don't know. And I was like, maybe because you haven't eaten all day? Like... And you could see, like, the light bulb go off in her head. Oh, like so good. <laughs> and she's like, oh. And I'm like, so, you know, look, this, this lady had other, like, psychological issues around food. She'd been a lot bigger, in, yeah. you know, previously. Um, and she was, she was very reluctant to really add too much in. But I got her eating breakfast, I got her eating lunch, and I got her eating dinner. And she stopped binging on the chips, you know, and we were working on snacks. And I remember that night I said to her, look, be honest, like, how do you feel, like, generally day-to-day? -day? Like, how do you feel? Are you, are you energised? Or And she's like, oh, I kind of feel like shit. And I was like, that's because you're not eating. And, yeah, and she started having her breakfast, lunch and dinner. And you know what? She was performing really well in all her PT. Um, and I think she started to lose a bit of weight as well. Like, it was just, you know, and you could just see that, like, her, she just lit up because she was eating, like... Yeah, it was kind of the most extreme one I've had, but yeah, it was pretty bad. No, that's so that's so good to hear because I think for so many people, they like the conversations we have with ourselves. Like, we need to really have like a self check to realize, like I've had that same conversation that you're talking about 
hundreds of times where yeah. somebody will say to me, I don't need I don't need anything. Like mm. I'm like, well, and I I really want to be like, then why do you why are you telling me that you're fat if you t- yeah. don't need anything? And then it's like, uh, I don't know. And then eventually like we come up to the oh, I drink eight beers every night or yeah. I have two bags of chips or I eat Tim Tams a whole bag every time it's yeah. in front of me. It's like, well, like your version of not eating a lot and my version of eating a lot are just like we're, pl- we're wording them differently, but you are eating, you're eating like a lot just in the wrong time and the place. And the wrong type of thing. Do you mean like, like yeah. and I'm like, eat more like at the right time. You know, like this is the thing, right? Like I found this huge correlation and there's, this is not a study, it's just my, uh, just purely just citational from myself. Mm. Mm. I have seen a huge correlation between clients who lose weight and those who can't and people who don't eat breakfast. Yeah. And it's just like, and I have my whole little theory about it. And it's like, because generally people who don't eat breakfast, like, then try and push out, like, try not to eat a lot at dinner at lunchtime or maybe snack on it and then eat way too much at night. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if you just swap that pyramid around, you have more self-control by yeah. night time. And look, again, no scientific around this, but what I found from me personally doing night shifts and, and things like that, that like, yeah, okay, it doesn't matter where you eat your calories and everything. However, like, if you eat a whack of calories before you go to bed, it it does make a difference. Like, it makes a massive difference. Um, you know, for me, when I was um, doing night shift, I would stay up all day and then continue during the night. Now, during the night, you got to eat. Like, you got to eat to stay awake and everything. But by the end of my night shift, it was a 10-hour night shift, my stomach would be feeling terrible. You, I think there is some value in giving your gut a rest. I don't, you know, like... I don't necessarily believe in intermittent fasting, but I do think you need to give your gut a rest. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think there is some value in giving that a rest. Yeah. No, no, a hundred. Like, yeah. I, and I think if you're just if we're going to go down like a path of like looking at behaviors like long term. Yeah. Like oh, pro- look, pro- intermittent fasting is not, not. No, no, but yeah. I just I just mean like think long term. Like people probably ate before it went really dark yeah and then ate again when it was light yeah and that this probably happened for longer than not do you mean like in like that cycle like there i think there is something to that and i know exactly what you mean like people generally will feel better like like these (coughs) there's a really good um there's a quote (coughs) that i i'm not sure i 100 percent agree with but i kind of like um tradition is problem solving for things that we didn't forgot we needed to problem solve so basically, mm. like, um, like let's talk about, like, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, this concept of, like, these themes in our life, right? Yeah. These structures are there because p- humans probably tried every variation of that, right? Like, and eventually, like, it came down to, like, these are probably, like, the best times that you should eat. Yeah. And for some reason, like, especially our generation, like, we love just being like, no, nah, things have to be done differently. Yeah. And <laughs> 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 and like there is value to that. Like it's yeah. it's not just like it's not just made up. Do you know what I mean? Like it it's been mm. it's it's been worked out by like millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people. Yeah. That, like we all kind of agree on you should kinda eat in the morning. Yeah. Kinda eat in the middle of the day. And then I wonder if it's something left over from, you know, cavemen because you're like you're more vulnerable when you're I guess you're eating or you're in going to the bathroom yeah. or whatever. And so maybe like because you're more vulnerable, like during the day is better, so you can see what's around. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Like maybe it's but something but left but over but from but that. But, but yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like ev- all countries, like everywhere does it. Like mm. there's got to be some value to like in you know roughly like maybe dinner times will vary between two hours, but no one's like really having dinner at like 
one hour before they go to sleep. Oh even God, even no. people who yeah. have dinner really late just go to sleep later. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, on that, just completely sidetracked. You've just reminded me. My husband's friend invited him out for dinner next week and he's like, yeah, I've booked the table for nine. And he's like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> nine o'clock? And he's like... Yeah, because, and of course, we've got kids. He's like, oh, well, now that's really annoying for, like, a babysitter. Like, we've got to put the kids to bed and then, like, wait for someone to come. Like, he's yeah. like, that's really annoying. And also, like, I don't want to be eating at, like, 10. Like, what the hell is that? Like, yeah. he's like, I want to be in bed by 10. My <laughs> 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 friend sounds like an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. Um, no, that's fair enough. <laughs> um, look, I want to talk to you. I wanted to talk to you about a lot of things, but we've run out of time. Oh, have we? Okay. Um, uh, but thank you for coming on today That's to the okay. podcast, Emma. Uh, if people wanted to find out more about you or your gym, how can they do so? Um, yeah, so I've got I've got a new Facebook profile for my own coaching. Um, I am Fit Mama Coach, or one word, on Instagram. Um, or if you want to find out about my gym, we are Nourish Flourish Fitness on Instagram or Nourish Flourish Fitness on Facebook. Awesome. And we're on TikTok, but we haven't got too many followers. Same thing, Nourish Flourish Fitness. So cool. Yeah. Very good. Uh, make sure to give her a follow. Uh, like always, everybody, thank you for very much for listening to the show. If you'd like to follow me, you can do so at Coach on all social media platforms. And there'll be another episode next week with a new guest. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks, guys.